Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Tongues of angels. I love that expression. It comes from the King James Version of the Bible. Have you ever spoken with the tongues of angels? An interesting question, a biblical question. Paul said that we pray with our understanding, but we can also pray in the Spirit. And so I borrow this thought from the great love chapter of the Bible, its opening words, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. We know that the primary purpose of the chapter is to describe the superiority and the grandeur of love operating in everything we do. Yet in the chapters before and immediately after, we read of the gifts of the Spirit. So it seems that Paul's purpose is not to discount the speaking in tongues of angels, but to put it in the context of love. So again, I use that expression, the tongues of angels. Paul once thanked God that he spoke with tongues more than the average person. This great apostle to the Gentile who wrote half the New Testament purpose that he would pray, he would sing, he would speak with his understanding, but he would also speak, pray, and sing without his native understanding. In other words, in the tongues of angel. It was in a small building, maybe 40 by 60 feet on Azusa Street in Los Angeles over a century ago, that a revival began that swept the world. The Spirit was poured out on the people gathered there following the great San Franciscan earthquake. And that revival, that Spirit-filled Pentecostal revival, spread across the world. It was nothing new. It was something that was evidenced at the very beginning of the church in Acts 2. We call it the Acts of the Apostles, but more aptly, it could be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. When the church was born, the Spirit fell on that upper room, and they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. The success of the church then was how much they relied upon the Spirit. For there were not many wise or noble back then. They were moved on by the Spirit and carried by the Spirit. I would say today, the success of the church is how much we rely on the Spirit. The success of a worship service relies upon God's Spirit. The success of an altar call relies on the Spirit. The success of a prayer meeting, a youth service, a small group, all of that relies on the Spirit. Your success, my success, rests on following the Spirit of God. The 20th century was called the Pentecostal century. At its beginning, relatively few claimed to speak with the tongues of angels. But at its close, some 600 million people alive then claim the experience because of its growth, this phenomena of speaking in tongues is starting to be investigated. And some of the studies are pretty interesting. New York Times reports on the Pentecostals in New York City, the fastest growing and the largest Protestant movement. When other churches are being emptied, the spirit-filled churches are filling them. 
The Wall Street Journal went so far as calling the largest city in America the Pentecostal city. Pentecost, the move of the Spirit, is sweeping through the town. But until now, little attention has been given to the act of speaking in tongues of angels. What is it? How can you explain it? How does it work? Recently, a study was published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research concerning the act of speaking in tongues. I want to share with you what they have found. But before I do, I want to mention something very important. Speaking in tongues is authentic and it's biblical. We have already described how the great apostle Paul claimed to have spoken with tongues more than anyone else. In 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says there are tongues of men, known languages, tongues of angels, unknown tongues. In Acts 2, we read that when the Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, the church was born, the people spoke in tongues, and people from all over the world heard them praising God in their own languages. The act of speaking in tongues was repeated again in Acts 8, 10, 19. In fact, speaking in another tongue became the abiding initial evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. Throughout the apostolic age, that is the time and ministry of the apostles and their immediate followers, speaking in tongues was considered normative. That means that anyone who became a Christian would speak with tongues. It was expected because it was God's promise. It was God's commandment that we should be born of water and spirit and that the tongues of angels are heard when a person is born of the spirit. So looking at this report, Dr. Andrew Newberg performed neuroimaging of the brain upon a variety of people of, who held different faiths. He had Pentecostals pray and sing in English. He had them pray in the spirit. When they began to speak in other tongues, something significant happened in the frontal lobes of the brain. Newberg said that when spirit-filled people began to pray in the tongues of angels, the frontal lobes of their brains tend to go silent, that they're not in charge. That differs from people praying other prayers in other faiths, that their brain scans showed high activity in the frontal lobes of their brain, meaning they're still in charge. Researchers said, whatever is coming out of those Pentecostal mouths when they are praying in the Spirit is not something they are purposefully or willfully trying to do. When you pray in the Spirit, you're in control, but yet you're not in control. Paul said that our spirit is praying, not our minds. Pentecostals believe they speak with tongues as the Spirit, not the mind, gives utterance. When we pray in the Spirit, it's the Spirit praying through us, asking for things we don't know how to ask for. The Spirit does that, the tongues of angels. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 28 with stammering lips and another tongue. He was going to speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Something happens when a person speaks in tongues of angels. The mind is put at ease. There is a rest. A Sabbath-like rest is found in praying in the Spirit. Isaiah prophesied that our rest would not be found in the day of the week. Our rest would not be found in just a moment of this or that. No, heaven would speak through us. The rest would be found in our speech and our rest and refreshing would come. 
Your mind is put to rest when you speak in the tongues of angels. Isaiah said this is the rest causing the weary to rest. That rest is found through speaking in heavenly language. The mind with all of its ambitions, all of its worries, its fears, it's quietened, it's hushed. And the mind of Christ becomes active as we pray in the spirit. The researcher called the brain scan of someone praying in the spirit, praying in the tongues of angels. He called it the footprint of the Holy Spirit. Where the spirit of God flows, peace comes and settles us down. You remember Ezekiel's vision of the spirit that escaped the temple of God, flowed into the Dead Sea. There were waters deep enough to swim in, waters no man could pass over. And when it touched the things that were dead that came to life, when the Spirit of God flows into our lives, our old ways of thinking begin to change. The Bible says flesh lusts against spirit. So our mind is at war with God. But when we pray in the Spirit, we pull down every imagination, every thought. Our willful mind is sent into the corner for a timeout. And the Spirit of the Lord flows through us. What's your image of someone who speaks in the tongues of angels? Seriously, what do you think about them? Authors and film producers depict speaking in tongues as the deranged behavior of the mentally ill. But that's not the case at all. What those who speak in tongues of angels are describing has always been accurate but now it's proven to be accurate. In that same article the New York Times reported on Newberg's studies, the writer made an interesting statement. Contrary to what may be a common perception, studies suggest that people who speak in tongues rarely suffer from mental problems. A recent study of a nearly a thousand evangelical Christian in England found that those who engaged in speaking and praying in the Spirit were more emotionally stable than those who did not. People who pray in the Spirit benefit from it. Those who pray in the tongues of angels more emotionally stable than those who don't? What is all this about? This is the rest that causes the weary to rest. It is the same Spirit, that dove-like Spirit, that hovered and brooded over the darkness. That same Spirit of God is drawing all of the disorganization and chaos and bringing you rest. This is why Paul told Timothy, you need to stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you. He then went on to say that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's powerful. Rekindle the tongues of fire. The early church was filled in Acts 2. In Acts 4, because of a challenging thing that had happened, they prayed for boldness in Acts 4. You know what happened? They were filled with the Spirit again. I am convinced that great things happen when we pray in the Spirit. That is God. It's the Spirit of God praying through us when we pray in the Spirit. It's interesting that Paul calls this the tongues of angels. I've noticed that when I'm worshiping God in the Spirit, there is a power that I can't explain. 
when I seek a petition in the Spirit, God responds in a unique way. There are certain answered prayers that are only available to those who pray in the Spirit. I believe there's a revival planned for those who pray in the Spirit, the tongues of angels. Can I ask you a personal question? Where would we be without praying in the Spirit? How would we cope in this present life? The stress of life is increasing, men's hearts failing for fear. We need a touch of the Spirit of God. We need the footprint of the Holy Spirit in our minds and in our consciousness. We need to follow after God. Do you remember that beautiful story when God told David, he said, okay, this time when you go out and fight, I want you to wait until you hear the sound of marching in the top of the trees. You wait until the wind and the marching starts going before you. That's the signal that the angel armies of God are going out before you. Do you understand that this is the same sensitivity that we should have with the Spirit of God? That we need to be led by the Spirit. That we need to pray in the Spirit. Because when we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit begins to speak with groanings, the Bible says, that are inexpressible. And the Spirit prays what should be prayed. God is moving in us. This is a week of the Holy Spirit on daily devotion. I hope and pray that you're familiar with tongues of angels. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.